Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Amini Swedi and Zulfa Kasim. And you're listening to the Murid Talks podcast. Welcome again brother Amini. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing great. Thank you sister Zulfa. Welcome back as well. Uh, thank you. And uh, I hope everyone out there is doing well and you'll enjoy our session today as well inshallah inshallah so tell me what are we going to talk today about well there's a question that's been bothering me for quite some time now and it's not a new question hmm. but uh, i think it's important that each time we renew our perception uh, on this question and this is the question of who or what is god Yeah. So this is what you do, you just sit down and think about big questions like this. <laughs> exactly. I think it's very important. I think it's important to contemplate because we are told from a very young age about God, right? Especially those who've been brought up in religious communities. The concept of God is a very common concept. You know, God is mentioned a lot. God is this, God is that. But who actually is god so i want to you know give you a chance to give us your insights who or what do you think god is well personally you're right though yeah we we are just told that there's a god and your religion is this and that but for me since i was young i don't know it, maybe it was influenced by the teachings that i was given by the culture that i was surrounded with But God for me is like a friend, you know, someone I talk to when I am in trouble or I just need someone to talk to. Um, he's my companion. He's he he's always been this my person. I've personalized him in a way, you know, custom made Zulfa's God. <laughs> And throughout the years, it has. It has he has acquired other characters you know as he's the kind one the generous one the lover and the beloved so he has all these characters he's all these things that i take so personal for myself i don't know if he's the god of everyone but for me i'd say that is my god i find it to be very interesting in the sense that all the things that you've said about god hmm. in a sense really don't answer who he is but rather what he's like or what god's like right and so for example he's a friend if you think about it deeply friendship is a relationship and so for example if i say i'm your friend first i have in a sense to know you who you are to right? assimilate friendship with exactly to assimilate okay. that relationship of you know friendship If you say God is kind, it's more of an attribute if you think about it. Mm. Right? He does these things that are kind. But that really really doesn't answer the question of who God actually is. So in other words, we we most of us we have a, an idea of the attributes and the names given by God or given to God, but not actually understand who that that person or that thing with those attributes is exactly but hasn't god already explained himself 
I mean, he ha- he is the one who gave himself all these names that we attribute relationships to, like myself. Isn't that him? I mean, he calls himself, I am the Rahman, the merciful, the gracious, the generous, the wrathful. Isn't that what defines him? Isn't that enough to define him and say that it is him? Well, I cannot say that it's not him. Because, as you said, if you read scripture, God attributes himself with, you know, mercy and wrath, uh, justice, kindness. But in a sense, that is also not him. Because to be kind, you do kindness, right? To be merciful, you outpour mercy. But those are, as you said, attributes and names. Hmm. The question of what or who is God is really a question of essence. Who is God? What is God? Now, it's very similar in a sense to the question of who am I? Because if I say I'm Amini, for example, that's my name. That's not me. <laughs> right? I am a student. I'm a teacher. I'm this and that. And we really talked about this the other time when talking about self-identity. Right? Mm. Now, I think it's even more complex with God in a sense that if you read the Quran, for example, in the chapter of Ikhlas, we talked about God saying that he is the one. So, say he, God, is one. But it also translates as he is God, one. And so, in this sense, God seems like a station or a position rather than actual identity. And so there is a he, the huwa, behind the name Allah. Hmm. This applies the same to Ar-Rahman, the merciful, Ar-Rahim, the compassionate, Al-Ghadab, the wrathful. There is an identity, there is an essence behind all these attributes, all these names. And so the real question is, what or who is that essence? Okay, so... Thank you for taking me back years of a hundred decades of years back. <laughs> because now you're breaking down all that I used to think as is God, which is good, I think. But I would ask, so you know the attributes of God, just like the, the way you know the attributes of yourself. Like I'm a mini, I'm, I'm this one's daughter, I'm this one's husband or something like that. But when it comes to the essence Are we humans capable of comprehending that? Even in ourselves, can you actually know, know yourself? Like behind all the titles, behind all the names, can you know yourself? And if you can, are we capable of knowing the essence that is God? I think that's a very, very important question. And a question that is essential even before answering the question of who or what is God. I think most of the times when we ask the question, who, what is God? We jump quickly into explaining what has already been conditioned. Yeah. Right? Ah, God is this, God is that, according to what we read in scripture, according to what is said about God, according to what we think about God. And as I said, we cannot say that that is not God. Right? Because as you said, in scripture, God has expressed himself with these attributes. But I think it's also important to ask the question that you previously asked in in the sense that can we actually know God? 
or can we actually define God? Because the question of who or what is God is a question of trying to define God. Now, it is important to also understand that the Prophet Muhammad said, he who knows himself knows his Lord. So we know that it is something that is possible. But at what capacity and how does that you know, knowledge manifest is a question that is really of importance. Because most of the times when we think of knowledge, we think of knowledge of things or tangibles, right? And so, for example, I know this is a cup. And so I think in a sense that I know the knowledge of that cup and what it does, right? The essence of that cup is its cupness, hmm. right? The fact that it holds a drink or holds things, for example, right? And so in a sense, our understanding of knowledge is that the knowledge encompasses a thing in its, in a sense, in its totality. And so, for example, if I say that I know something, I think in myself that I've encompassed its totality. I've comprehended it. Yeah, exactly. Once and for all. And so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm done. Mm. Right. Now, the question is, will that apply the same towards God? Because in a sense, can we know God the same way we know other things? Nice question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it is very possible. Of course. Because it's also important to ask, is God a thing? <laughs> to be comprehended as a thing, as a cup or a pen or this or that. And funny enough, that's what we do, actually. We do that a lot. Not just Muslims or it, everyone. We, we, we assimilate him with the thing that we think is him. But then if, if, if that's not entirely possible, then where does that, the previous uh, hadith we've talked that God says, I made creation so that I want to be known, you know? He made all this to be known. So if he, he made all this to be known and he makes himself almost impossible to be known by his transcendence, what was the point? I mean, how do we actually get to know him? <laughs> I think this is a session of questions instead of answers. And so this, that's fantastic. I guess in, in contemplative sessions, it's also very important in certain moments to know that the answer or the question is the answer. And the answer doesn't necessarily have to fit into a certain definitive context. And I think this is what is very important when we ask the question of who or what is God. Because most of the times we expect the answer, God is this. Mm. And then we are satisfied by that answer. God is the king. God is the creator. God is this or this or that. And so in a sense, we know that God wants to be known. Right? He said he was a hidden treasure. He wanted to he be wanted known. He wanted to be known. He had the desire. He loved to be known. And so he created something that is so interesting is that one, God can be known through creation. Two, God is known by creation. One is the object of knowledge. In order to know God, you have to know creation. Mm. But in another sense, what should know God is found in creation. Mm. And so the fact that we, me and you, as human beings talking about this, we can rationalize that we are the ones to know God. We cannot speak about a cat and a dog and a tree because we don't know their state, right? And so because we are talking about it right now, that means we are the ones to know God. We have that responsibility. And in a sense, we know that we can know God. 
Because if he wants to be known, it is possible to know him, right? Hmm. Now, the question is, we have conditioned our idea of knowledge to a certain particular thing. As I said, we take knowledge to be certain definitive comprehensions, that which is indefinable, beyond limits, for us, does not fit contextually within our idea of knowledge. Because we think, okay, if it cannot be defined, if it cannot be limited, because definition means limitation, by the way, hmm. right? You're delimiting something, hence you define it, you give it boundaries. Now, God is boundless. <laughs> How do you define a boundless thing? <laughs> Maybe by not defining him. Maybe the, the problem is that we're trying to define God. We're trying to put him in a box. Exactly. For our own personal comprehension, only to understand that it is outside of that that we can actually understand him or know him. Exactly. So the irony is that the less you know about him, the more you know about him. In a sense, yes. In a mm. sense, yes. It is a paradoxical statement, but yes. I mean, as we talked about this before, emptiness, you know? Mm. Uh, you cannot have too much in you to understand him. You have to be empty. You have to be nothing. That's why you mentioned before Socrates said something like, knowing nothing is knowing. Exactly. The, the only thing that I know is that I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that, I think that applies very well to the understanding of God. Exactly. Like the more you come to terms to the, to the understanding that Everything I think I know him is another limit. It's just another face. Exactly. But he's beyond that. So I keep not knowing, but knowing that in my not knowing, I know him. Okay, that's quite exactly. the wormhole. But, <laughs> <laughs> but why, why is this important for us to know? I mean, isn't it enough? You know, you could live a very peaceful life knowing God is merciful and friendly, you know? Instead of going to this madness, why is this important? Why should people sit down and question all this? At the risk, by the way, of of denying him. Like denying, saying that you know that you know what, maybe it's not there. That's a very important question as well, in a sense that I mean, why not be satisfied with the level of attribution, right? God is this, God is that. And that's all right. Even God in the Quran says, Call me by the name Allah or the name the merciful. Mm. Right? And so if you want to pray towards God and you want to seek him, you know, use his multitude of names. And that's all right. But that leaves us in an exoteric level. Now we want to go deeper, right? We want to go to the level of esotericism and you know the level of the sawuf the level of ihsan now if we want to go towards that level we have to uncondition ourselves from the conditions and one of the conditions is the condition of attribution because every particular attribute limits god limits god to that particular attribute so for example god the merciful isn't god the wrathful even though both coexist coexist In and him. take us back to God, hmm. they are not God. Of course, as we talked about in the previous episodes and all of these things connect, 
We always start from the level of exoterism. We have to start from the outside. But if you're satisfied there, it's okay. And you live a very peaceful life. But then you are not going to your fullest potential. And the greatest potential of, of man is that he was given the totality of things. He was given the ability to synthesize all things in a sense that he goes into the depths of all things. Now, as we talked about again in the previous episodes, God also encompasses all things. And so there is this mirror effect between God and man. And since God encompasses all things and man synthesizes all things. And so if we are to get to that level of synthesis and being what is called Al-Insan Al-Kamil, the perfect man, we have to go deeper. And for that, we have to be unsatisfied with conditions. Now, it's either you condition all conditions, <laughs> if that makes sense, or you uncondition yourself. And I think they, they apply to the same thing. So I don't know if that really answers the question, but... Yeah. I think for me it testifies the when they say man is the microcosmos and like in in explanation to that that he's the reflection of the universe he's in other words you'd say in the image of god and being that only he is given the capability to comprehend or in other words experience god exactly. and hence they're saying that if you want to know God, you know know yourself. That in yourself is a reflection of Him. And also I think it reminds us of, of how less we are in control of the knowledge that we want to acquire of God. First of all, it's grace that you reach that point. And second of all, the more you get to know, the less you, you, you find pride or you find arrogance by knowing that you know nothing, you know. And I think I, I, I like that we talk about this because there's a lot of prejudice that comes with the idea of saying that I know my God, you know. And I feel so prejudiced myself saying that my God is friendly, my God is this. He's not exactly all that you think you are. He's more than that. And you limiting him is also limiting yourself, you know. So I hope it, it will help rather than madden. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are the same thing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. But no, Matt, we don't want to do that to our audience. <laughs> It's it's been wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. So just to you know sum it up, I think it's important that the question of who or what is God is not a question of a definitive answer. And it's more a question of exploration and experience. But instead of trying to limit God with this or that particular attribute or attributes, we become empty and become a conduit of reality in a sense, the way of the Tao, that we empty ourselves and everything flows. And by becoming nothing, we become everything because everything flows through us. And in a sense, as we talked about, God is everything. That's a very nice poet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, I think we can end here. Yeah. 
Um, thank you everyone for listening and thank you again brother Amin. Thank you as well sister Zufa. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.